Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, July 21st. I want to draw your attention to a page on the Daily Audio Torah website. Click on the Connect pick on the navigation menu and connect with us through our newsletter, Israel on Target and War Room Report. What do we cover? Israel on Target. We give you the top news stories coming from Israel each week with scriptures to pray over Israel. Israel is the apple of God's eye. If we want to know what time it is on God's prophetic clock, we must watch what's happening in Israel. War Room Report Wake up! The world is at war. It is an unconventional war. It is a cultural war. It is a communications media war. It is a political war. It is an economic war. It is an ideological war. It is a war for your mind and thoughts. And at the deepest level, it is a spiritual war between light and darkness, between good and evil, between Yehovah and Satan. We need intel to pray strategically. That is the purpose of the War Room Report, to give you the intel you need so you can successfully fight the spiritual war with power and precision. We share practical knowledge, truth, and facts that you won't find in the mainstream media world. What we cover in the War Room Report, all things covid Resources and Remedies, Big Tech Censorship, Deep State Globalist Agenda, The Folks in the Shadows Pulling the Strings. Go to DailyAudioTorah.com and then click on the Connect pick in the navigation menu. Then subscribe to our newsletter. It goes out two to three times a month. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Pinchas. Numbers 28, 1-31 Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Command Benai Israel and say to them, Be punctilious in presenting to me at stated times the offerings of food due me, as offerings by fire of pleasing odor to me. Say to them, These are the offerings by fire that you are to present to Hashem, as a regular burnt offering every day, two yearling lambs without blemish. You shall offer one lamb in the morning, and the other lamb you shall offer at twilight. 
And as a meal offering there shall be a tenth of an ephah of choice flour with a quarter of a hen of beaten oil mixed in, the regular burnt offering instituted at Mount Sinai, an offering by fire of pleasing odor to Hashem. The libation with it shall be a quarter of a hen for each lamb, to be poured in the sacred precinct as an offering of fermented drink to Hashem. The other lamb you shall offer at twilight, preparing the same meal offering and libation as in the morning, an offering by fire of pleasing odor to Hashem. On the Shabbat day, two yearling lambs without blemish, together with two-tenths of a measure of choice flour, with oil mixed in as a meal offering, and with the proper libation. A burnt offering for every Shabbat, in addition to the regular burnt offering and its libation. On your new moons you shall present a burnt offering to Hashem, two bulls of the herd, one ram, and seven yearling lambs without blemish. As meal offering for each bull, three-tenths of a measure of choice flour with oil mixed in. As meal offering for each ram, two-tenths of a measure of choice flour with oil mixed in. As meal offering for each lamb, a tenth of a measure of fine flour with oil mixed in. Such shall be the burnt offering of pleasing odor, an offering by fire to Hashem. Their libation shall be half a hen of wine for a bull, a third of a hen for a ram, and a quarter of a hen for a lamb. That shall be the monthly burnt offering for each new moon of the year. And there shall be one goat as a sin offering to Hashem, to be offered in addition to the regular burnt offering and its libation. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, there shall be a Pesach sacrifice to Hashem, and on the fifteenth day of that month a festival. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. The first day shall be a sacred occasion. You shall not work at your occupations. You shall present an offering by fire, a burnt offering to Hashem, two bulls of the herd, one ram, and seven yearling lambs. See that they are without blemish. The meal offering with them shall be of choice flour with oil mixed in. Prepare three-tenths of a measure for a bull, two-tenths for a ram, and for each of the seven lambs prepare one-tenth of a measure. And there shall be one goat for a sin offering to make expiation in your behalf. You should present these in addition to the morning portion of the regular burnt offering. You shall offer the like daily for seven days as food, an offering by fire of pleasing odor to Hashem. They shall be offered with their libations in addition to the regular burnt offering, and the seventh day shall be a sacred occasion for you. You shall not work at your occupations. On the day of the first fruits, your festival of Shavuot, when you bring an offering of new grain to Hashem, you shall observe a sacred occasion. You shall not work at your occupations. You shall present a burnt offering of pleasing odor to Hashem, two bulls of the herd, one ram, seven yearling lambs. The meal offering with them shall be of choice flour with oil mixed in, three-tenths of a measure for a bull, two-tenths for a ram, and one-tenth for each of the seven lambs. And there shall be one goat for expiation in your behalf. You shall present them, see that they are without blemish, with their libations, in addition to the regular burnt offering and its meal offering. Second Chronicles 4, 1-6, 11
He made an altar of bronze, twenty amount long, twenty amount wide, and ten amount high. He made the sea of cast metal ten amount across from brim to brim, perfectly round. It was five amount high, and its circumference was thirty amount. Beneath were figures of oxen set all around it, of ten amount, encircling the sea. The oxen were in two rows, cast in one piece with it. It stood upon twelve oxen, three faced north, three faced west, three faced south, and three faced east, with the sea resting upon them. Their haunches were all turned inward. It was a tefak thick, and its brim was made like that of a cup, like the petals of a lily. It held three thousand batum. He made ten bronze labors for washing. He set five on the right and five on the left. They would rinse off in them the parts of the burnt offering, but the sea served the kohanim for washing. He made ten menorahs of gold as prescribed and placed them in the great hall, five on the right and five on the left. He made ten tables and placed them in the great hall, five on the right and five on the left. He made one hundred gold basins. He built the court of the Kohanim and the great court and the doors for the great court. He overlaid the doors with bronze. He set the sea on the right side at the southeast corner. Huram made the pails, the shovels, and the basins. With that, Huram completed the work he had undertaken for King Solomon in the house of Hashem, the two columns, the globes, and the two capitals on top of the columns, and the two pieces of network to cover the two globes of the capitals on top of the columns, the four hundred pomegranates for the two pieces of network, two rows of pomegranates for each network to cover the two globes of the capitals on top of the columns. He made the stands and the lavers upon the stands, one sea with the twelve oxen beneath it, the pails, the shovels, and the bowls, and all the vessels made for King Solomon for the house of Hashem by Huram his master were of burnished bronze. The king had them cast in molds dug out of the earth in the plain of the Jordan between Sukkot and Zerida. Solomon made a very large number of vessels. The weight of the bronze used could not be reckoned. And Solomon made all the furnishings that were in the house of Hashem, the altar of gold, the tables for the bread of display, the menorahs and their lamps to burn as prescribed in front of the inner sanctuary of solid gold, and the petals, lamps, and tongs of purest gold, the snuffers, basins, ladles, and firepans of solid gold, and the entrance to the house, the doors of the innermost part of the house, the house of the the Holy of Holies, and the doors of the great hall of the house of gold. When all the work that King Solomon undertook for the house of Hashem was completed, Solomon brought the things that his father David had consecrated, the silver, the gold, and the utensils, and deposited them in the treasury of the house of Hashem. Then Solomon convoked the elders of Israel, all the heads of the tribes and the ancestral chiefs of the Israelites in Jerusalem to bring up the ark from the city of David, that is, Zion. All the men of Israel assembled before the king at the feast in the seventh month. When all the elders of Israel had come, the Leviim carried the ark. They brought up the ark and the tent of meeting and all the holy vessels that were in the tent. The Levite Kohanim brought them up. 
Meanwhile, King Solomon and the whole community of Israel who had gathered to him before the ark were sacrificing sheep and oxen in such abundance that they could not be numbered or counted. The Kohanim brought the ark to its place in the inner sanctuary of the house, in the Holy of Holies, beneath the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim had their wings spread out over the place of the ark, so that the cherubim covered the ark and its poles from above. The poles projected beyond the ark, and the ends of the poles were visible from the front of the inner sanctuary, but they could not be seen from the outside, and there they remain to this day. There was nothing inside the ark but the two tablets that Moses placed there at Horeb, when Hashem made a covenant with the Israelites after their departure from Egypt. When the Kohanim came out of the sanctuary, all the Kohanim present had sanctified themselves without keeping to the set divisions. All the Levite singers, Asaph, Haman, Jeduthun, their sons and their brothers, dressed in fine linen, holding cymbals, harps, and lyres, were standing to the east of the altar, and with them were 120 Kohanim who blew the trumpets. The trumpeters and the singers joined in unison to praise and extol Hashem. And as the sound of the trumpets, cymbals, and other musical instruments, and the praise of Hashem, for He is good, for His steadfast love is eternal, grew louder, the house the house of Hashem was filled with a cloud. The Kohanim could not stay and perform the service because of the cloud, for the glory of Hashem filled the house of Hashem. Then Solomon declared, Hashem has chosen to abide in a thick cloud. I have built for you a stately house and a place where you may dwell forever. Then, as the whole congregation of Israel stood, the king turned and blessed the whole congregation of Israel. He said, Blessed is the God of Israel, who made a promise to my father David, and fulfilled it. For he said, From the time I brought my people out of the land of Egypt, I never chose a city from among all the tribes of Israel to build a house where my name might abide, nor did I choose anyone to be the leader of my people Israel. But then I chose Jerusalem for my name to abide there, and I chose David to rule my people Israel. Now my father David had wanted to build a house for the name of God of Israel. But Hashem said to my father David, As for your wanting to build a house for my name, you do well to want that. However, you shall not build the house. Your son, the issue of your loins, he shall build the house for my name. Now Hashem has fulfilled the promise that he made. I have succeeded my father David, and have ascended the throne of Israel, as Hashem promised. I have built the house for the name of the God of Israel, and there I have set the ark containing the covenant that Hashem made with the Israelites. Romans 7, 1-13 Know you not, brethren, for I, Paul, speak to them that know the Torah, how that the Torah has dominion over a man as long as he lives. For the woman which has a husband is bound by the Torah to her husband so long as he lives. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed 
from the Torah of her husband. So then if, while her husband lives, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that Torah, so that she is no longer an adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, you also become dead to the Torah by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another even to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins which were by the Torah did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the Torah, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit, and not in the oldness of the letter. What shall we say then? Is the Torah sin? God forbid. No, I had not known sin, but by the Torah. For I had not known lust, except the Torah had said, You shall not covet. But sin, taking occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. For without the Torah, sin was dead. For I was alive without the Torah once, but when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And the commandment, which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it slew me. Therefore the Torah is holy, and the commandment holy and just and good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid, but sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. Psalm 17, 1-15 Hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry, give ear unto my prayer, that goes not out of feigned lips. Let my sentence come forth from your presence. Let your eyes behold the things that are equal. You have proved my heart. You have visited me in the night. You have tried me and shall find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the works of men, by the word of your lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Hold up my goings in your paths, that my footsteps slip not. I have called upon you, for you will hear me, O God. Incline your ear unto me, and hear my speech. Show your marvelous loving kindness, O you that save by your right hand them which put their trust in you from those that rise up against them. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. From the wicked that oppress me, from my deadly enemies who compass me about, they are enclosed in their own fat. With their mouth they speak proudly. They have now compassed us in our steps. They have set their eyes bowing down to the earth. Like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a young lion lurking in secret places. Arise, O Lord, disappoint him, cast him down. Deliver my soul from the wicked, which is your sword. From men which are your hand, O Lord, from men of the world which have their portion in this life, and whose belly you fill with your hidden treasure, they are full of children, and leave the rest of their substance to their babes. 
As for me, I will behold your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with your likeness. Proverbs 19, 22 and 23 The desire of a man is his kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord tends to life, and he that has it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. I want to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Numbers chapter 28, and then we're going to jump into 2 Chronicles 4 through 6. And where I want to zoom in on in the Torah portion is uh, Numbers chapter 28, verse 4. You shall offer one lamb in the morning, and the other lamb you shall offer at twilight. So what this is talking about is the daily tamid lamb offering that was to be offered in the temple twice a day, one in the morning at 9 a.m. and the other one at 3 p.m. And they would slaughter it mercifully, and then it would be burnt. And this daily tamid lamb offering points us to Yeshua. He became the ultimate tamid lamb offering. When Yeshua was crucified, he was crucified outside the city gate in an unclean place and actually happened on the Mount of Olives. That's where he was crucified. And that is where the piles of ashes of the daily Tamid lamb offering, when they would scoop them up from the outer courtyard of the temple and take them outside to a clean place, actually not an unclean, but a clean place outside of the city gate, outside the city wall, they would bring the ashes of the daily Tamid lamb offering to the Mount of Olives, the very place where Yeshua was crucified. Yeshua is also, this is the place where he ascended into heaven after he rose again and he was resurrected and he spent, I don't know, I think 30 or 40 days with the disciples and they saw him in his resurrected state and then he ascended into heaven and he said, this very place where you're looking up is going to be the same place when when I return that his feet are going to touch down on the Mount of Olives when he returns, and then he's going to go through the eastern gate of Jerusalem and take up his rulership and his kingship over Jerusalem. So the daily Tamid lamb offering is a shadow picture pointing us to Yeshua. And at 9 a.m., when he was crucified on the day he was killed, slaughtered, he was being nailed to the cross at the exact same moment that the morning lamb offering was being made in the temple. And in the afternoon at 3 p.m., when he gave up his spirit and said, Unto you I commit my spirit, that happened at exactly the same time that the afternoon tamid lamb offering was being made in the temple. So he fulfills it in every detail. Now I want to jump into Second Chronicles chapter 4, and we're reading about how Solomon has had the temple built after the blueprints and the pattern that his father David gave to him. And he's talking about the bronze uh, sea, of the bronze sea and the menorahs and all of these things that he's building 
Let's take a look in chapter 4, verse 20. Well, I'll start with verse 19. And Solomon made all the furnishings that were in the house of Hashem, the altar of gold, the tables for the bread of display, the menorahs and their lamps to burn as prescribed in front of the inner sanctuary of solid gold. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The menorah made of solid gold was lit with pure olive oil and produced radiant light. The Talmud states that the importance of the menorah in the Beit HaMikdash, that is the temple, is that it showed that the divine presence rested among the people of Israel. As such, it was crucial that it be lit as prescribed, a detail to which Solomon attended. The light of the menorah is also symbolic of the Jewish nation's duty to spread the light of Torah and God's will. The pure gold and olive oil are reflective of the pure intentions necessary to have a meaningful influence upon the entire world for the sake of heaven. And I will add this to that commentary, that the menorah and the lighting of the menorah, that Yeshua is the light of the world. Everything in the temple, all the furnishings, all the furniture, everything about the temple in the outer courtyard, the holy place and the most holy place is a shadow picture pointing us to Yeshua, that he is the light of the world. Now, um, when the daily Tamid lamb offering was being made, if you were there as a fly in the wall attending the temple service of the first temple of Solomon, and you were there, while the slaughter was being done of the the lamb, you would hear high praise and worship. This was happening during a worship service. And verse 13 gives you a hint of that. The trumpeters and the singers joined in unison to praise and extol Hashem. And as the sound of the trumpets, cymbals, and other musical instruments, and the praise of Hashem, for he is good, for his steadfast love is eternal, grew louder, the house, the house of Hashem, was filled with a cloud. The Kohanim could not stay and perform the service because of the cloud, for the glory of Hashem filled the house of Hashem. So, in other words, they were on their faces. They lost all strength in their bodies, Um and they just laid on their face because of the weight of the glory of the presence of the Shekinah. The glory of God was there in the house. Now, this happened in Solomon's temple, the first temple. When it was destroyed on the 9th of Av, which, by the way, is coming up on August the 6th at sundown and goes all the way into August the 7th all day, that's the day that the first temple was destroyed. And also, that's the day that the second temple was destroyed. Now, the first temple had the glory of God in it. The cloud abided. But the second temple, the one built by the Romans, never had the cloud. The glory of God never dwelt in this temple. So, one day we hope to see the third temple and experience the glory of God, His very presence in that temple. That's all I have for today. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow.
Shalom. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.